Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Community is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly presented to you by Grampians Community Health. This week, I'm talking about social connections. Now, you're probably wondering, what is social connections? I was wondering that too, actually. I wasn't entirely sure what it, what it meant before I sat down and, and did this episode. I spoke with Jessica Franks, who is the Social Connections Project Officer from Ballarat Community Health, and Jenna Wright, who's a mental health support worker from Grampians Community Health, about the social connections collaboration between Ballarat Community Health and Grampians Community Health, what it actually is, what the program's aim, aims is, what it's what it's meant to do, and how it helps people in a in a real sense. Uh, I hope you guys learned a bit of stuff about um, the social connections program. I think after the last couple of years, we've been in and out of lockdown and not allowed to have visitors to our home, etc. We probably all need a bit more social connection in our life. So I hope you guys can get something out of this. I certainly learned a lot. Here's Jenna and Jessica on the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, proudly presented by Grampians Community Health for you, your family, and our community. I'm here with Jessica Franks, who is the Social Connections Project Officer from Ballarat Community Health, aka BCH, and Jenna Wright, who is Mental Health Support Worker for Grampians Community Health. Thank you both for joining me on this uh, early Monday morning. Thank Thank you, Sarah. Just pulling the curtain back right at the start. Um, So I actually actually got Jess... um, Bang off a week of holidays, so she she's easing her way back into it by having a chat to Jenna and I about uh, the social connections project. So, Jess, I might, I might send this question to you: What is the social connections project? Can you just give us a bit of an overview about what it is and what what the, the goal is of the social connections project? Yeah, sure. So, I guess um, nothing has really threatened our social interactions and our connections ever before, like COVID. Um, and so we've known that social isolation and loneliness has always been um, quite rife in our communities, um, but COVID has actually exacerbated that. So I guess the Social Connections Project really came into fruition with acknowledging that COVID has really impacted and threatened those social interactions and connections and how important it actually is for our overall mental health to be connected and um, not so isolated and lonely. So the idea was to kind of really take an approach, develop a program that could support um, people to reconnect and Jenna will probably elaborate a little bit more on that. We also developed like a network with community organisations and service providers, how they could actually help people who were isolated and lonely for multiple different reasons. And um, we also decided to develop a website that might make that more accessible and easier for health professionals, clinicians, service providers, as well as the individuals themselves seeking that support. Um, so, yeah, it's had a lot of layers and elements to it and the program, the website, the network, all of those things have just come under that banner. So, Jess, was this something that was always sort of in the, in the pipes for BCH and COVID had to really push it along or is this something that COVID has really necessitated because, as you mentioned, we've been more isolated, we've spent the better part of two years 
in various states of lockdown. Was there a disconnect in the Ballarat and general, I'll ask you about our community as well in a second, in that social connection before that you thought might necessitate something like this or has it just been mainly COVID driven? No, so there definitely has been social isolation and loneliness across our region, our Ballarat Goldfields and uh, Wimmera Grampians region for a while, Um, but definitely COVID has catapulted that. And so Western Victoria Primary um, Health Network funded this project and said that now we need to really take some rapid response that's localised to these areas and help where we can with the focus of bringing opportunities for social connections, uh, which is quite tough, which I'm sure Jenna will elaborate on in, in COVID times. But we are actually now coming a little bit more into normalisation, um, living with a new COVID norm, so we can start to really connect those socially isolated people, but it has been challenging. So Jenna, you do a lot of the work on the ground with this sort of stuff, the Grampians Community Health. What's the way that, that you would go about your job? So you, you find, you've had someone who you, you've been told you can work with this person. What would you go in and do? So I'd go and meet with them and just build the rapport and relationship with them first, get an idea about who they are and their interests, look at their interests, their goals and what they want to achieve, talk about the program and what we're trying to do just to make sure we're both on the same level, I guess, and then how we can put the action plan into place. So they might have 10 interests, which might be building things or catching up with people for coffee or meals and things like that and just looking at how we can make that happen for them. So I have been able to link people into Men's Shed, including women. There's a lot of Men's Sheds that have a ladies' day, which is great, and just helping to build that sort of relationship so they've got a contact because a lot of these people don't have family and friends. Some don't have any or some don't have any around them at all that they keep in regular contact with. So it's just been helping to build that the gaps in between just to give them someone to talk to and engage with on a regular basis, which has been great. Interesting you mentioned the men's sheds. Um, I know the men's shed in Ararat is very inclusive. It's called the men's shed, but it's open to basically everyone and of any age. So that's that's really, really good to hear that you've been able to get people out and about. And I guess some of the people you work with, we're recording this over teams. We're three different parts of, of the state. But people that you work with may not necessarily have the ability to access technology like we are. Yeah, yep, and that's true too. So I guess I've just been that, you know, that chain that links them between the two. So I've been able to reach out on their behalf and make these contacts. I haven't come across anyone that doesn't have a phone, so that's good. And then just organise them to go and just liaise with the client and the group coordinator to meet and to, so they're aware that the client's coming and they're interested in this and just, yeah, sort of bridging that gap between. So, Jess, let's talk a bit about the Ballarat Central Goldfields area. Uh, how many staff have you got there on the ground doing the similar sort of work to what Jess, uh, Jenna's doing for us in Grampians Wimmera? So we only have one um, peer connector here at BCH doing um, the groundwork, um, the peer-to-peer work for the program. He works two days a week and his region is five LGAs. So it's quite it's quite a large 
area and and Jenner's is even larger, um, more expansive. So there is that which we're basically piloting how this can be done, what will the needs be, do we need more peer connectors at a later date. So it's really just in its infancy of really understanding what are those needs and how many people are needing to be socially connected. And COVID has really challenged that because our peer connectors haven't been able to do as much groundwork as they would have liked. What's the demand been like in the Ballarat and um, Goldfields region across those five LGAs that you that you guys cover? Yeah, so we have a wait list. So the demand has been quite high and our peer connector is at capacity. We really trialled it within VCH initially, um, meaning that we only really were receiving referrals from our own GPs, our own allied health, our own AOD teams, our own youth teams and mental health teams. And that's been primarily how we've um, continued. And then we started to expand it out to the other LGAs. And once we started to do that and with the website, people can self-refer into the program from the website. The website is actually also, um, we made a mobile site as well, and we conducted a series of participatory workshops. So this was actually designed by community members as well um, and community organisations. So uh, like Jenna said and mentioned and yourself, there's not always um, everyone who has the luxury of having digital access. So making sure, but most people have a mobile, so making sure that the site was accessible um, and they could self-refer into the program through a mobile was one priority. That's fantastic. Jenna, you're based in Horsham. How far do you have to go for this program? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you cover basically everywhere that GCH covers, which takes up a huge part of Western and Northwestern Victoria. Yeah, definitely. Um, it has, yeah, taken me sort of everywhere. So we cover the six LGAs being Ararat, Rural City, Northern Grampians, which covers Sananad and Stool, then Horsham, Rural City, um, Hindmarsh Dyer, West Wimmera, and I feel like I might be missing one. Yeah, Rambiak? Yep, yep, that's it. Um, yeah, so it's taken me, yeah, sort of everywhere, which is good. Um, it has been challenging trying to find those that are socially isolated that could benefit from the program. So just using other programs like the Hurrah Project, the High Risk Accommodation Response, which was those living in the community housing and things like that. And a lot of those people didn't have visitors. Um, so when we went to make sure they were okay during COVID, they hadn't spoken or seen anyone for months. And we got a good couple of referrals through that way. But I do have clients in Sananad, Dimbula, Nil, Ararat, Stall and Horsham at the wow. moment. So, and I've got, I did have four on my wait list. I've got three on my wait list now and I've got four active clients. So are you the only person at Grampians Community Health who's, who's doing this role at the moment? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's, um, that's a lot of travel. That's, yeah. You would cover a lot of kilometres, definitely. Yeah. And how do you, how do you go in some of those smaller places that, you know, places like Horsham, Ararat, Stall, there's obviously a bit more infrastructure, there's more things to do. How do you go in some of the smaller places getting people connected with social events or, or just to be able to socialise with, with others in, in your smaller towns? Yeah, look, I did think it was going to be challenging, but, um, I've built up good relationships with most of the neighbourhood houses around and they're good contacts. So I've just, 
uh, visited and made phone calls, had a chat to them all about what they offer at the neighbourhood house, whether it be courses um, or activities. A lot of them do walking groups or um, like they have activity days where they do puzzles and uh, different things like that, arts and craft. Or if they there wasn't something that they had on offer, they would know the people to contact and that might be through another community health group close by or through the hospital even as well. So it's actually surprising. You probably wouldn't think there'd be a lot to offer in the smaller towns, but when you start digging and you start having those conversations and really engaging with the community, you find out that there actually is a lot to offer, which is fantastic. Yeah, as as you you know, I live in a in a small town, and uh, yeah, one of the things that you do find in the smaller places is that that sense of community that people really get together and pull in one direction, and they they know the right people to speak to. Jess, you mentioned that you collaborated with a, a bunch of other services on getting this program up and running. Can you talk a bit about some of those other services, providers who are involved? Obviously, Grandpa's Community Health is involved. Um, who else was involved in getting this going? And, and would you look at, or would they look at expanding it beyond Western Vic? Um, yeah, so essentially we were given the um, Western Vic PHN, we won the tender and the contract for that and then we uh, reached out and partnered with Grampians Community Health to deliver the Social Connections Project across these regions. Um, and when we kind of worked with other community organisations, we were really working with them on things like the website, um, how to develop that. Uh, the program was already basically established. Um, we had modelled one previously and we adapted that model. We also added to that to really meet the needs of the community at that point. Um, we've also added like a volunteer um, program that runs parallel with it. So it supports that wait list. So as you've mentioned before, there's only one peer connector in um, the Wimmera Grampians region, which is Jenna, and then there's also only one in the Ballarat Goldfields um, region. So we have the five LGAs, City of Ballarat, uh, the Hepburn Shire, Moorable Shire, Central Goldfields and the Pyrenees Shire. So they were all contacted to be involved in the development of the website as well and the other resources that we've developed along the way. Other organisations, we've had frontline workers, which have been a really great way to kind of engage who's who's isolated and lonely, like Vigpol. They're the ones on the ground seeing that firsthand, so they've been a really good resource for us. We also have um, had Headspace, we've had um, St Vincent de Paul's, we've had Salvation Army, we've worked with the uh, BADAC, which is the Aboriginal Torres Strait Island Community Ballarat Corporation in um, Ballarat. We've worked with um, BRMC, the City of Ballarat, all the councils, so the Central Goldfields Council, the Hepburn Shire Council. So there's been a lot of people involved in the project and its development as well as the website and other resources that we've been trying to develop along the way. So it has been a huge effort from multiple people and engagements. So it sounds like it's been a real community-driven thing by these different community groups, which is fantastic. It's very um, community-driven, and so it's essentially a community-based model, um, which really, when you're talking about um, connecting individuals socially, there's so many key stakeholders involved, um, and especially, like Jenna mentioned, it's really quite hard to identify who is isolated. So your allied health professionals, your GPs, the people who have more contact, 
impact, and especially during COVID, those frontline workers were really essential as well. Excellent. We might take a very, very short break, and we'll come back. I've got some more questions that I'm going to fire at you two, uh, so we'll be back very shortly uh, with more from, from Jessica and Jenna on the Social Connections Program. Aminor Name Podcast is proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health is your local provider across Western Victoria for a wide range of services. We cover areas including the Northern Grampians Shire Council, Arrow Rural City Council, Horsham Rural City, Pyrenees Shire, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Central Goldfields and Southern Grampians Shire Council as well. Services available include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, community aged care and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of areas, including generalist counselling, homelessness support, gambler's help, community mental health support, and much, much more. For more information on the services available at Grampians Community Health, hit up our website, gch.org.au, or give us a call Monday to Friday between 9 to 5, 53. 587400 is our contact number. Or you can visit us on site in Ararat, Horsham, and at our main office in Patrick Street in Stall. Grampians Community Health is proud to bring you the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast and also to let you know that we are here for you, your family, and our community. Welcome back. I'm here with Jessica Franks, who is a Social Connections Project Officer from Ballarat Community Health, and Jenna Wright, Mental Health Support Worker from Grampians Community Health. We're talking the Social Connections Program that is run uh, with GCH and BCH in conjunction with one another, plus many other organisations who have been involved in setting it up, as Jess mentioned before the break, across Western Victoria from... Uh, from Maroubleshire right across to almost the South Australian border. It's a huge area that's been covered. Jenna, I'll start with you. How did you get involved in this program? How did you start in mental health space? And then how did you get started in this program? Um, so I started in this program late at the end of March. And I actually went for a job as mental health support worker for the Older Australians Initiative, which is quite similar to this program, um, but that's targeted at 65 plus. And then um, it was talked about that there was a job going in this role um, to cover 18 to 65, and I just jumped at the opportunity and I thought, what a good program to have and to just be able to be that worker for those people that are socially isolated and cover from 18 to 65 and 65 plus, so I just thought it would give me a good opportunity to work with people of all ages and just be that one point of call um, for everything and pulling it all together would just be great and it would just help build on on the other. What's what's the main age demographic that you're seeing at the moment? You said you work from 18 to 65. Is it, a, is it varied or is it is more skewered older, younger? Um, look, it was. At the start, I was finding it was more older people. So I think it was between 55 and 65 was my main target and probably still is. 
And then I do have on my wait list a couple of people between 30 and 45, which is really cool. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to working with them and just seeing what their interests and goals are and working with them to support them to do that. Jess, I'll ask you a similar question. How did you get involved in this project and what's your background with this sort of stuff? Yeah, sure. So um, my background is in public health. I have a master's in public health and I'm doing a PhD currently on young adults' use of social media for social connections during COVID. So social connections has really been a big thing for me and this opportunity arose and it aligned so perfectly with my PhD work. Um, that I couldn't really pass up the opportunity to apply and lucky enough I was um, successful. So I guess really I am drawn to social connections and its important role in mental health and mental health recovery. So that's really how I got into it, which I'm pretty excited to be able to work across such a huge region, make such an impact, um, develop design, work with the community on developing programs, um, websites, resources that will actually help people in um, their most need. I want to get you back on at some stage as well to talk about this social media stuff with young people. I think that's that's fascinating as someone who works in the social media space. Um, yeah, of course. I would love to come on back on. Definitely. I can talk to you about my research. No worries at all. Excellent. We might, we might pencil that in for some stage down the track. <laughs> Jenna, what have, you, what have you seen from start to finish with, with some of the people you may work with? How much growth have you seen in them becoming less isolated and more connected with others? Um, it was hard. It has, it's been very challenging, um, which challenging is good because it helps you grow and it helps the client grow too. There was a lot of hesitancy I found with a lot of them from the start. Um, a lot of the clients, when you talk about the program and what you're there to do, they're really interested, but you can tell there's that slight hesitancy. And I have been asked the question, how are you going to help me? What are you going to do for me? So it's just really about breaking it down and looking at it step by step and just having those conversations just to build that rapport and the relationship and just the trust within each other. It has been really good. I have one client who recently said to me, Jenna, I didn't know how you were going to help me when I first met you. I didn't know if you were going to be able to help me or what you were going to be able to do. And she just said, you've changed my life um, for the better. And I helped her find her purpose. So that was really great to be able to receive that feedback from the clients on what you have actually done for them. Um, That's that's brilliant. Link them in. So, yeah, that's great. And then as you're closing the clients at the end, we do a survey and it just measures how far they've come from the start of the program to the end. And just to see the big change in difference in their feeling of belongingness and the social isolation that they were feeling from the start and just to see that change so dramatically um, has just been such a positive thing, really. And then you realise how much of an impact the program and your work and support with the clients has actually had. So empowering, hey, for them to be able to see that change. Like, that's that's so exciting. Like, that's what I yeah. love about this. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. them seeing it for themselves, which is great. 
That's, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. And it must give you such a, a wonderful sense of satisfaction as well. I know it's a cliche, you know, in, in these sort of community services fields where people say it must be so rewarding, but something like that must be really re- rewarding. You must go home and, and see that sort of stuff and think, wow, I've, I've made a real positive difference to someone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what we're here to do. Like, that's why we do the work that we do and we work where we do and all that. So it just, yeah, it just reiterates that, that, yeah, it's all for the greater good for the commu- for our communities and our clients. Absolutely. Now, Jess, you've spoken a bit about the website. Now, during the break, uh, I was told about the pledge. Yes. Um, yeah. Can you can you tell us what is the pledge on the on the web? First of all, what what is the the website for anyone looking to jump on? And yeah. then um and then tell us a bit about the pledge. Yeah, so it's the socialconnections.org.au. So that's the website itself. Basically, the heart of this new social connection website is about bringing people together, health um, care providers, communities, um, bringing them all into one space online um, to battle social isolation and loneliness. So the individual can refer themselves into the program. The health providers can easily um, act as a central point of information and resources for them. So they can easily find any community um, organisation that's locally available, group, club, agency. Um, They can do that through the website. And it offers also an easy referral pathway for GPs and allied health. So you can self-refer or um, health professionals can refer a patient or a client. Um, and then we've got the other aspect, which is really trying to involve our community organisations. And this is about, this is really exciting. It's about taking the pledge. So, and the pledge is about taking action to be a socially uh, committed um, organisation to really focus on those social connections. So what is, what are you doing as an organisation to increase those opportunities for social connections and, and take that pledge? And one thing we did in the website is, Instead of just saying take the pledge, we actually, with the series of participatory workshops, we listed a whole heap of predetermined actions. So it's so easy for a community organisation to just jump on the site, tick a couple of actions that they're already doing, and then they um, get displayed. Um, their logo gets displayed on the website in recognition for them actually committing to being an organisation that focuses on increasing opportunities within their community to increase social connections. So it's really easy just to take the pledge. And Jenna, did you take the pledge on behalf of Grandpids Community Health? No, I haven't. I don't, didn't know if that was actually allowed. <laughs> I'm, Why not? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that someone's taking the pledge on your behalf. Absolutely. I'm I'm very I'm very big on pledges. I um don't know if you know this, uh, Jenna, um, but I'm a bit of a, a comics nerd, and I did get the Green Lantern Corps pledge into my wedding vows. So I do like me a good pledge. Moving forward, as we we come out of restrictions, uh, we're expecting more restrictions to be eased at the end of this month. Uh, I'll put this out to, to whoever wants to answer this. Where do you see the program as we move into this COVID normal? You know, and, and we do get that increase in freedoms we are allowed to gather in bigger numbers, etc. Where is this program going to go 
moving forward from here into 2023? I guess, like, yeah, you're exactly right. It's really exciting times for the program because we are moving into the opportunity to actually really see how we can run this program without any interruptions like we have had to. Um, and the peer support workers, peer connectors like Jenna and Peter, have just done such an amazing job to really pivot and accommodate these really difficult COVID lockdowns and, and the restrictions I see it just as an enormous opportunity to really make sure that we can get as many people connected and we still need to focus on the fact that there are going to be other issues that crop up as we open up. There's still going to be a lot of hesitancy, which Jenna did mention before, in um, our particular clientele. Um, there'll be a lot of social anxiety as well that will um, emerge in regards to um, everyone opening up and, and having to really um, fend for yourself. So we will need to be really cautious and, and, and make sure we approach that with the care for the client and what they need in that time. So it's got a lot of exciting things. We're going to be able to engage people, um, but we also need to work along with the other kind of issues that will emerge, such as those hesitancy and that social anxiety. But I think going into the future, we will definitely see um, more people kind of reaching out, wanting to try new things. I think that we will be a really excellent resource for them to engage with um, because over this last year that we've been doing it, we really have only had the opportunity to collect those resources and engage with those organisations as they've been locked down as well. So we can help support those community service providers because now we will be able to refer more on to them. Yeah, Jenna, where, where do you see this program going? As we yeah, I think what Jess touched on is great. Um, and I think just that we've done so much work on the ground with the organisations um, and within the communities, we've just helped to really emphasise that awareness um, to, so, to connect people in socially and the challenges we've all had to face. I think there's been a lot of people that have uh, probably reassessed their lives and what they're doing within their life during COVID because they've had so much extra time to think about their life and what they want to do. So I think the clients and the people that we've been working with that we've found that have benefited from the program have really thought about things that they have always wanted to do but never thought they could. Um, like I had one client that wanted to do horse riding and hasn't ridden a horse um, since they were a young child. And now in their 50s, you know, it's given them that chance and the opportunity to go, you know what, I'd really love to do that again. So, yeah, I think it's just really helped people to, yeah, try new things or things that they haven't done for years, things that they didn't think they could do and just really stand out. And I think also one thing to mention, which is really important, is um it's not, you don't have to identify as being isolated and lonely to access this program. So you could just be new to the area and you yeah. don't know anyone. Or you could, like Jenna was just saying, want to try something new that you haven't done before, but you're a little bit hesitant on how to go about that. Or um, you just want to kind of make healthier new um, relationships and, and, and expand your social connections. So 
just because we did mention social isolation and loneliness and that was really how it was born and came into fruition, uh, it's really important to know it's open for anyone um, above the age of 18. So really important that, yeah, if you're just new to town or you want to try something new, we're here to support that and make that as easy as possible for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that makes a really good point too because I know um, two people on my wait list and one person I've just picked up have all recently moved um, to the towns that they are currently residing in uh, and don't know anyone or anything like that. So, yeah, they're really wanting to jump out into the community and see what the community they're living in has to offer. And, yeah, that's that's something we have seen a lot, Jenna, is people moving from, from cities to to regional areas and we, we are seeing a lot of new people around and it's it's great to get people involved in, in local communities. Um, Jess, would you ever consider doing anything for people aged 18 and under who might have struggled a bit under, over the past 12 years? Is that something where you're looking at going? Yeah, look, that's something we're definitely recommending. I think that, you know, there's a lot to um, consider when we are talking about the younger cohort as well. But it has been a recommendation that we've put forward because uh, these things, a social isolation, loneliness, um, wanting to make new connections, that affects everyone. Um, it's not an age related. It's not doesn't it doesn't discriminate against age. Um, so at the moment, it was just an easier to have 18 above, which means they can consent for themselves. Um, as we move forward, we will definitely um, put in the recommendations of making sure that there are the services available to the younger cohort. It's really exciting. It sounds like there's heaps of good stuff happening in this space. Jenna, is there any, before, we, before we finish up, how would someone who is interested get in, get in touch with, with you or get in touch with GCH to uh, refer themselves? Yeah, so they can just call out um, GCH, our intake, and speak to our intake worker on 03535587400 um, and just express their interest in the program um, and just have a chat to the intake worker who will be able to help them complete the referral so they can self-refer in. Otherwise, they can yeah go through their GP or any other health professional, and, yeah, come through that way. Jess, what about for people in your part of the world, in the Ballarat Central Goldfields area, what's the best way for them to, to refer? Yeah, look, the best way really is just through the website. It's just an easy self-referral. The moment that they click self-refer and fill that out, um, we get that straight away and then we um, contact them as soon as possible. So I would I would definitely recommend the um, Social Connections website as the best, which is socialconnections.org.au. And uh, like I said earlier, we'll put that in the show notes for anyone looking for that. Jenna and Jess, thank you for giving up some, some time. I know you've probably got other stuff on today. It's a really exciting program. I think you guys are doing fantastic work. And as Jenna said, there's been some great outcomes already. So um, thank you for coming on the Communism and Name podcast. Thanks, Thanks Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. And thanks again to Jessica and Jenna for giving up a bit of their time to sit down and have a chat with me on the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast. 
about the Social Connections Program, about what it does and about how it got started. For more information, of course, as mentioned during the show, head to socialconnections.org.au and that'll give you a lot more information. And also, if you are part of a, a, a provider, if you work for a provider, for example, who might be interested in the program or in taking the pledge, jump on and have a bit of a look at that as well. This program, of course, is the Communities Amen Name podcast. Grampians Community Health bring us to us every week. Uh, Grampians Community Health, of course, is right across Western Victoria. It is your local service provider for a wide range of services. Contact us, uh, 5358-7400, or hit up the website, gch.org.au. You can also follow us on social media, so on Facebook, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, or on Instagram and Twitter as well. Look for the at GCH Grampians handle on there too. Big thank you, of course, to Andrew Parsons, who does the intro and outro music, and we use that with his permission. Very talented man, Andrew Parsons. If you want to uh, subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, you can do that on Podbean, you can also stream it on Spotify, on Amazon, on Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, basically anywhere you can find a good podcast, you can find this one, which is really cool. We get the message out to a wide range of people. Of course, this podcast was recorded and produced on the traditional hands of the Jabwurrung people, and we'd like to pay our respects to all elders, past, present, and emerging. We're going to have some more stuff coming up for you guys in the next few weeks on the Communities of Internet podcast, some stuff I'm quite excited to bring you. So hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, share it with your friends, get the word out. We're talking health, we're talking local stuff, and we're talking things that we cover here at Grampians Community Health. Thank you for joining me. My name is Gareth Oliver and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I'll be back again very shortly. Till then, so long.